as the brand gets bigger and that, and I see so many people reach out, is I want to help people. Like, I want to help people believe that they can do it. Like, if I can stress how terrible I was in school, I couldn't spell, I can just about read still. If that can inspire any kids, like, that's what I want to do in the future is inspire them to, to, to do, to believe in themselves and believe that they can. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Take Flight podcast with me, Mark Whittle, a peak performance podcast where we speak with the best in the world at what they do, including professional athletes, business founders and entrepreneurs, as well as the very best lifestyle specialists. As mentioned on the last episode, I am fresh off the back of a three-day retreat called Journey to Stillness. It was unbelievable. We did two hours of transformational breathing a day, two hours of yoga, and ate vegan the whole time too, so I'm feeling so good off the back of that. I managed to meet some incredible people, authors, entrepreneurs, other business founders. It was such a good mix of people and the benefits have been huge. It was such a powerful three days. It was run by the amazing Rebecca Dennis and Jess Horn. Rebecca is a transformational breathing expert and Jess a yoga expert and you can learn all about Rebecca and her practice on episode 24 of this podcast. And I highly recommend the practice. It's great for any stress, any anxiety, any depression, or any trauma at all for that matter that you might be experiencing. The practice is a revelation. And again, you can hear all about that on episode 24 of the Take Flight podcast. But this is episode 32. We're flying. We have another incredible guest for you this week. I've known of this individual for a while and have followed parts of the story and been so impressed for a number of reasons, really. The guest for episode 32 of the Take Flight podcast is Jake Hall. Jake is an entrepreneur and the founder of the clothing brand Preview, a brand with very distinctive designs that has done unbelievably well. Jake started the brand in his garage. It's such an amazing story. He's gone from his garage making garments to having a full studio in Bethnal Green and is stocked in the likes of Selfridges and Browns, as well as other high-end stores globally, which is insane. Aside from being a genuinely good guy, Jake has overcome so much, struggling with severe dyslexia his whole life, which has taught him so much about mindset and how to be really strong mentally, and he's put that to use using his creative talents as best as he possibly can. Also, four years ago, Jake won the ultimate battle when he fought for his life after being stabbed in the back. He was rushed to hospital, which left him in intensive care for two weeks. This is a subject that is so prevalent in the news right now and in the city in London. It was amazing to hear Jake's view on the subject and hear about how he felt and how he reacted to being a direct victim of an attack and how it affected his family and everybody else around him as well. So I'm so pleased he was able to share that with us. So thanks to him for for being so open on that story. As many of you will know, Jake was also a cast member on the popular TV series TOWIE for just over two years which gave him a fantastic platform to build and grow his brand, which we hear all about in this episode. There are so many great things coming from Jake and Preview, and it was an absolute pleasure sitting down with him. And a big congrats is due to Jake, because he was recently named in the top 30 under 30 for Draper's Fashion Influencer 2018, which is hugely deserved, so big congrats to him. And with that said, please enjoy episode 32 of the Take Flight podcast and the incredible story of Jake Hall. Thanks for listening. All 
All right, Jake, welcome to the Take Flight Podcast. Thank you very much for coming down. Oh, mate, nice. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. No problem at all, mate. No problem at all. So we're in, is it Hoxton or Haggerston? This is in Bethnal Green. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right near Broadway Market. Yeah. So, yeah, heart of East London. Yeah. <laughs> in your studio. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah, looks good, mate. So, um, yeah, really pleased we're doing this. Really pleased to be chatting with you. Um, I've been looking forward to it. So I think the best place to start is if you could just give us a bit of a background about who it is that you are today, what you're kind of doing in your week, like Monday to Friday, what does it look like? Yep. And uh, give us a bit of a rundown of what you do. Okay, so uh, the brand was set up around four and a half years ago now, set up in the back of the, my garage to start off with. The process was actually going, I was at a boarding school. Where was that? That is in Somerset, yeah. far away, yeah. And my, my ambition at the start was to be a football player, but got to a certain level, semi-pro and played at Dagenham, Redbridge, etc. But then when I got to 21, I thought, I don't think I'm going to cut it to the big league, which I wanted to play at. Uh, so I had to move on to the next thing, which was fashion for me. I, at school, I was always known for like, wearing different stuff or commented on my fashion. I even used to sort of buy clothes from TK Maxx with my nan and sell them on to like, all the posh kids at school. So I, fashion was always in my blood. For me, and it was about finding a route into fashion without knowing anything about fashion. So uh, the first stop for me was uh, was Brick Lane, actually. I thought fashion was created down there for some reason. And then I went knocking on doors, fabric houses. There was only one down there, and they, they sort of then put me on to some, to the next place, to the next place. And it was then where I started to find contacts and, you know, just being on the ground trying to, trying to find my way. Yeah. So then I found my first fabric shop, and then... Uh, a friend of mine told me, you know, you need to now make clothes with, with that fabric. So so I found a girl that was come out of London College of Fashion. She was only a young girl and she had some machines. And she moved into my garage for a little while and we started making one one garment from one bit of fabric. And our platform that we used was Instagram. So I think we was one of the first or like near on the first brands to start selling through Instagram through direct message. And that's how it started, really. really? Yeah. Such a good platform, isn't it, for doing things like that? Yeah, I mean, I think now everyone's jumped on the back of the Instagram yeah. thing, and why wouldn't you not? It's, it's an unbelievable platform for for fashion and a, any platform, really, I believe. Is it still, like, your main go-to for, like, marketing the brand? 100%, hmm. yeah. For, I think, you know, it's just growing big. The only issue that Instagram now is just getting bigger and bigger, more brands are occurring, which is, which is a good thing. But also... You know, now the big players, I feel like, are getting involved more and more with Instagram. So it's sort of, if you've seen the stuff of algorithms, it's a little bit yeah. like... They changed it a lot of times ago, didn't they? Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely 100% our go-to platform still. Nice, mate. I'm, I'm interested there because you said you didn't know much about... Or you, you loved fashion, but you didn't know about building a brand. Yeah. What, was there somebody that you knew who inspired you to do it? Or was, it, was there something you'd been exposed to at a young age to get into it? So my mum and dad was always in the rag trade in some some form uh my dad was uh sort of heavily involved in it and my mum used to run stalls and fashion shops in Bethnal Green Roman Road actually yeah. so I was always in around it but I didn't go to no colleges or any sort of schools or anything so it's a bit of a do-it-yourself situation and then obviously using a platform as well as Instagram to get it to people quickly visually etc that's the that's the key to our to our brand at the moment I think yeah Amazing, mate. So when did you finish education? Was that at 18? Yeah, yeah. at 18, yeah. Just come out of school, carried on trying to play football, as yeah. I said, and then, yeah, and then the next thing was the fashion brand. 
So was it always going to be a fashion brand or did you have other jobs in between? I had jobs in between, but I always knew I wanted to just do my own thing. And I worked at, I think, a kid's, a kid's clothing company uh, when I was younger to mm. sell into like, Tesco's and stuff like that. But then, I, you know, for me, it's just all about, always about doing my own brand. Yeah. My own thing, yeah. Amazing. So like, you know, before we start recording, I was talking about how this is called Take Flight. And yeah. It's about how people kind of follow their passions and, and want to be their best self. And you obviously had the idea to be... Or, or own your own brand and build your own brand. Yeah. But without doing it, I, I suppose the question is, what was it inside you that made you go, yeah, I'm actually going to do it? Because you had the thought, obviously, for a long mm. time. But what was it that made you actually pursue it and take action towards it? I think when I didn't make it in football, it gave me that drive to actually make, to go and do something and be a success in that. I don't know, at school I struggled as well with like dyslexia terribly. So... Really? So that was like one thing that sort of, I, I always got told that you can't do it and I just always wanted to prove people wrong. So mm, love that. So I think that mentality of never giving up as well with it. So. Yeah, mate, I know, yeah, I've spoke about it before in the podcast where like, I definitely grew up with a bit of a kind of chip on your shoulder, prove people wrong yeah. thing and I think that gets you quite far in life to a certain degree. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I think with my growing up as well, I you know, struggled terribly with dyslexia and and that was one situation for me that I had to sort of overcome and do my own brand and it being, you know, at a decent level of success that it's at now, it's sort of, it's nice, it's yeah. a nice feeling. You see, like, obviously, like the Richard Bransons and that who talk about having dyslexia at school and stuff. And yeah. what did that do for you? Was it just made it a bad experience, like the, the typical education process? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I don't know, with, with, at school I've really struggled with, you know, just concentrating because I couldn't understand what was going on like, in my mind. But I, I was very creative. Obviously, doing brands, etc. And I, I was always good with people. And I think that's a that's a good. It gives you a chance to be able to crack on in life, really. Yeah. And probably like that sporting aspect as well, like being around yeah. people in a team environment and exactly, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like. I, just, I just think I was even trying to sell sell clothes to people in the football club <laughs> as well. <laughs> Amazing, mate. All right. Well, I'd like to know a little bit more about where the brand is today. I know I've seen you in like Selfridges, Browns. You're smashing it. You've been over in LA doing stuff recently yeah. as well. Yeah. What sort of stuff are you doing? Like, where you know, is it like a case of having meetings with buyers? Like, what's the sort of week look like for you? What, what, what activities are you doing? Yeah, I mean, well, we plan the weeks in advance when we can. Obviously, things pop up, so we've got to divert. But um, yeah, day to days, wake up early. Try to go to the gym, but at the moment I've got a little one-year-old girl, so I try and spend as much morning time as I can because we're always working till late here anyway. So, yeah. what time do you get up? I get up about six now, yeah. six up and out. Give River some food, a bit, bit of breakfast, and then straight into work. What about and yourself for breakfast? What What do you have? Oh, I'm trying to be healthy at the moment, yeah. so a bit of scrambled eggs, a little bit of avocado, and, and I'm out. I'm ready to yeah. go. <laughs> So, but yeah, for, for us, it's like obviously we've got a lot of a lot of things going on, as you said. We've got a lot of key stores, amazing stores that we're working with, having an amazing time with them at the moment, which is great. So, keeping on top of that is is key. And then, obviously, we've got our online business, which we have to keep an eye on too, which is by Instagram a lot of it, like what we're speaking about. And do you run that? So, yeah, I run a bit. I run it most of the time, and then we've got a team of us that do as well. So. Always going to have a creative oversee on it, and sometimes I jump on the inboxes and reply to people as yeah, well. So yeah, amazing. Do you know what? Because I was watching your vlogs. We were talking about before, like they're amazing. And I watched the one where you were talking about that 
period seven to nine in the evening yeah, which yeah. is difficult because obviously you want to be spending time with your family yeah but it's like a, such a big time for retail like purchase orders and exactly, stuff exactly yeah like, how do you kind of manage that I think it got to the point now where my family understand what we've got to do in order to to make this brand a success it is a bit of a night and day situation until we get to the level that we want to get at and then yeah. we, we can all chill with them but till then we've got to, all the hard work's got to be put in night and day early mornings whatever it takes really to get the brand where it's got to be again I do need to, I need to have a, a family time too because obviously my little one's everything to me but yeah managing it's pretty alright I mean it's, it's, it's just one of them things that you've got to, got to control yeah mate nah, fair play <laughs> so like you're up at six then breakfast yes. out over in here yes. come over to here do you to start yep. the day off and is it like target driven sales online or how do you so it's a bit of organisation around production a lot of it's to do with production getting things on time it's key to the stores and then obviously strate- strategic situations for on our online business so who's wearing it the right people yeah. we're very selective of sort of who we can get the brand out to yeah. and we keep it very tight we don't uh, just give it out willy nearly a lot of brands just shift it to wherever we've got a select group of people that we like to work with yeah. and I think that's been the key keeping it quite niche and desirable really yeah and what's the strategy behind that like how would you what's the process of like picking somebody who matches the brand <laughs> so we don't to be honest with you, we've never done any like paid posts of preview no. ever um, which a lot of brands do but, mm. but that, I think that sort of gives us I don't know like they, people must love the clothes in order to be able to want to be part of it which is always what we've always ever wanted like we want people to wear it that actually love it do you know what I mean rather than be paid just because yeah. it's a paid post you know, yeah. we won't actually care about the brand and so far it's been good like we've been getting a lot of the uh, most of the England players have been wearing it yeah we've had who's been wearing it from the England team Sterling wears it all the time yeah. Harry Kane Stones I see one with Oxlade Chamberlain there. Chamberlain yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gooner <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I'm Tottenham oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no but uh, yeah so they've all been wearing it and then we've had some major people like you know I mean there's Austin Mahone in America like, I mean it's endless and the love and the support that they give is just incredible so it's, it's yeah. good Oh, mate, no, look, I love the brand. I think you can see and feel, like, real high-end. And there's that, actually, there's that image of you. I think it's, it must have been on one of your Instagrams. It's like the... You had, like, a roll neck. Uh, it was, I think it was one of the shielding jackets. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the trousers. And I was like, fuck, I want to buy all of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate that. No, we get a lot of love and support, and it's, it's great, especially... I meet a lot of people out now, out and around that love the brand, and it's that's inspiring to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, a lot of people ask, how do you start a brand, you know, with no money, etc. And I think it's just hard work, determination. And, you know, you don't need, you know, you need an element of money. But, you know, you've got to start by making your first first garment. And Instagram's the key for that as yeah. well. You can put it out with one, one garment and sell it through inboxes. And that's where you start. Like, yeah. That's how I started. Amazing, mate. Yeah, do you know, it's really fascinating as well to hear you talking about it today. I've seen again on one of the videos that, I suppose for somebody like myself who's never made a clothes or anything like that, you don't yeah. really, you don't think about the process, but yeah. you literally go down to the stores, don't you? Yeah. Like, probably sounds stupid, but you, you you buy the material and you make a shirt from it. Yeah, exactly. But you just don't think. Well, once it. you've got one, I always believe you can sell from one. You can sell ten, can't you? So, and then then that's when you've started. You know, if you get an order, 
get get two orders, three orders, don't yeah. matter. You can go back down and make more, and that's where you start, really, in my opinion. Yeah. That was the key for me. Not having no fashion background was just kind of do it yourself. Yeah, get involved with it. Really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what? Something I want to talk to you about is you know how you get onto like Browns and Selfridges and that. Yeah. What's the process of getting into stores, like massive stores like that? Is there like some sort of networking or, or advice you can give to people who might be wanting to build relationships with people who could influence their business? Was there a buyer that you met somewhere or you, were you linked into somebody who helped you? Because I know you, know you hear people talk about it's not what you know, it's who you know. Yeah. I feel like, and again, I'm far removed from the fashion industry, but I feel like fashion is one of those that's, that's probably a, a massive thing, like who you know is massive. Yeah, it is, but I just believe you know. Once you've started and you can get gain attraction from from your brand, like that, do the talking. Do you know what I mean? If mm. you can express why your brand's different to everyone else's, then people are going to come. Like, especially social media's made everything so small, so you get picked up pretty quickly. We got recognised through the brand, not necessarily because I knew anyone special or anything like that. It was just because the brand done the talking, and yeah. I think. You know, yeah, everything's about who you know and, you know, not what you... I don't know. I suppose people, like... I suppose when you tell the story right and the brand is there and visible and, like, they can see what it's all about, they want to be associated with you anyway, right? 100%. you just got to let the brand do the talking and and put all your heart and soul into doing what's right for the brand, yeah. I know that an example of that is um, mates of mine who were on the podcast, like, Early Doors, when I first started it, they built a brand called Ugly Drinks. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like the sparkling water. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've water. seen that, yeah. yeah. So they used to work with my brother, actually, at Vita Coco, you know, in the coconut yeah, water. Yeah. And obviously, they'd done deals with Vita Coco, getting into the food part of Selfridges. Oh. So then, obviously, they knew who the buyers were yeah. in the food part of Selfridges. So then it's very easy for them to build a brand and go, right, okay. Once you know, and that's down to you to do the networking, like, we, we do a lot of networking just for, for people that we've met out, etc. and then it's like, one thing leads to another naturally, I believe. Amazing, mate. Oh, I love that. So, something we, we start to talk a little bit about off air. Yeah. You know, we talk a lot about obstacles and challenges on this podcast and how they grow you and, and, and shape you and make you better as, as people. And that might be things that are within business. Yeah. Or things that might happen in your social life, or mm-hmm. any, any aspect of your life, really. Yeah. I know you went through a pretty serious life-threatening situation yourself. Yeah. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that story and what happened and kind of how you dealt with that. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy actually that today was on the news. I think it's the fifteenth stab victim in London. I think so. It's like one of the. So I think we're the highest crime rate for stabbings right now to come up on the news today. Yeah, I had, I had a situation four years ago. It was right when I first started the brand, actually, um, and I was I was away on a on a on a trip with my mates, and I managed to get stabbed on a night out. Um, now that was obviously for me one of the most traumatic times of my life. I was feeling like I was going to die. I was in intensive care for for two and a half weeks. Um, yeah, and I just feel like you know. Part of that sort of gives me the drive every day because I feel like nothing's impossible. You can get through anything. And mm. I've had times at work where things get hard and I go back to remembering, you know, bad times. And I just feel like, I don't know, it just feels like it's a, that's got me through a lot. Yeah, it's driven you forward. Yeah, it's driven me a lot. And I, and the part of me wants to, to help people get through this little bit of a, a tough time, hopefully. You know, it's terrible what's going on. There's a lot of stab victims and... People don't need to do that. I feel like if you know if they've got that much energy to carry a knife and do the things they do, imagine what they could do if 
if they was involved in just creating and, and doing really good things. And I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I need to sort of give back a little bit. I, we're working on a T-shirt of some sort of all money, all goes to, all money goes to charity and just to try and get people away from, from knives, you know, it's terrible. Yeah. It changed my life. Luckily, I managed to come through it, but some people don't, you know, it's sad. Yeah. Oh, mate, thanks for sharing. Like, what what was going through your mind when you were in recovery or in intensive care? Like, what what was like what was happening to you? The worst part was when I actually got stabbed. It, it felt like, like I don't know. I had to explain. Like, if if you put a knife into a car tire, the air that come out, it felt like there was air coming out. Of my, but it was it was blood. So, mm. and then I'll rush to the hospital. Um, was it where were you stabbed? Right next to my spine. In your so back? Was, yeah, it was centimetres from my spine. So, this, it, so you didn't see it coming or anything? No, no, nothing. Didn't see it at all. And then uh, and then it pierced my kidney. And then apparently you can't stitch a kidney. It has to heal itself or bleeds to, to whatever. Yeah, so so yeah, that is a, that is a tough time. But, but no, I just feel like, I feel like it made me stronger. It made me want to help more. It made me... For a lot of things you can get for anything in life, you know what I mean? So that really drives me massively. Mate, that's an amazing mindset to have, like, when people are in their weakest and, like, most vulnerable places. Yeah. People who can see that as an opportunity to, well, as you're doing, spread positivity about that message instead. Yeah, I mean, to, to be honest with you, I've not done it enough yet, and I want to do it a lot more, especially, you know, with such a bad situation. London's in with knife crime. I feel like now's my time to help a bit more than what yeah. I do, you know. Uh, I've been work. I've been looking at charities to work with, been designing T-shirts and stuff like that in the background. But yeah, now I think it's now it's time to, to action with that. Amazing. Well, mate, yeah. look, we'll, we'll, I'd love to support as much as I can. I oh, appreciate well. that, man. That'd be amazing. <laughs> so what, what actually happened? Like, was there an altercation? or Because some of these things, like there was an awful story of that girl just sat on a bench, like, recently. Like, yeah, no, it, it, basically, it, it, everyone was in a nightclub. There was a, there's a, big, um, uh, a big argument between two groups of lads one of my mates is in the middle I've run in within two seconds I've been stabbed and really? blood was coming out my back I, I, I run outside and then you knew straight away you've been stabbed yeah yeah I mean people were screaming there's so much blood coming out of my back and uh, I just run up to a car and there was a there was this girl actually I still speak to her to, to today she she jumped in front of a car and stopped the car and made me get in the back of a car with a random guy to rush me to the hospital because I, I was losing so much blood I didn't want to wait for the ambulance yeah. I was in Spain at the time which I you know didn't really didn't want to rely on that so I just yeah. quickly rushed it but fortunately I went to the wrong hospital which was a private hospital and they was like look you need we need to get you need to pay in cash 3,000 euros or something I was like I'm going to die like if you don't Jeez. hurry up and I was like no we can't we can't do nothing about it. You need to rush to the to the normal hospital, like, you know, the regular hospital. So I had to jump in another random car with blood squirting out my back. By that time, when I got to the hospital, I was like almost fainting, gone. And they rushed me through, done all the operations and stuff. And then I come back around. Traumatic time for my family. So, you know, when I when I hear the stab, stab victim situation, it does touch me a little bit because... Not a little bit. It touches me massively because of I can understand what them families go through. You know, it's not just the person who gets stabbed. It's it's what happens with their family. I, I, I remember seeing how my mum and dad were with with that situation, and, and it was horrible. You know, but I, I try and take the positives out of it. Like since then, I come away and I just fully focus myself on making this brand work. 
for my family, you know, for my nan, for my mum. Like my mum's a massive inspiration to me. She she works with my brand every single day. Really? She designs collections with me. She picks fabrics with me. Like she's been there from the start. She packed my first order. Like so, I work with her massively. It's an amazing thing to be able to do. Yeah. Not many people get to work with their family every day, and that's some awesome. say it's good and bad, but it's, it's all good with my mum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome, mate. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah, look, you've got these T-shirts here, so whatever yeah, you can do to try and help that. Yeah, mate, and I'll definitely get, I'll get you one now. Awesome. So we're going to try and spread the word with this. Yeah. Hoping that goes that goes really well. Uh, I think it's time. I've got to give back a bit, you know. Yeah. I've been there, so if I don't do anything about it, I, I won't be feel good about myself. Yeah. Nah, it's all about contribution, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Awesome, man. All right, so to come back to the branding, can yes. you talk to some of the like highlights? I know you were recently in, uh, you was in Italy, weren't you? Highlights for me, I think one was being in Draper's 30 Under 30, yeah. which is a, that's a big achievement for me, someone who can't really spell that well. <laughs> but no, like, uh, yeah, that's a great thing. I've worked a lot, really worked solidly on this brand for, for a while now, I mean, for the size that it's at, it isn't that long, but but it's been a long slog personally. Ups and downs, as you know, trying to create businesses and brands, it's, it's not easy at times. But then having that fight behind you, realizing that you know nothing comes easy. Yeah. You got to work for it and put the hours in, and then it should pay off in the end. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what was the actual award that you got, and what was like the evening like of getting? getting so no, it's more. So it's a so it's through their online platform and they're through their magazine. So oh, they okay. pick thirty influencers, I think, within the fashion industry. They're like the biggest fashion brand, aren't they? Well, yeah, the biggest fashion uh, magazine out yeah. there. Yeah, the, it's been around the longest time. Mm. It's more like business of fashion. That is pretty amazing. And then achievements. I mean, I used to dream of getting my brand in Selfridges and Browns and and stores like that and now we're actually in in them so it's, it's yeah. amazing it's a, that that's a great feeling sometimes you forget you know how far you I've got a book at home that when I first started things I wrote down like I w- wish I could be in that store I hope I'll you know and I look back at it and I'm achieving them one, one by one at the minute so I always recommend writing everything you wish for down. I think it works. <laughs> yeah, do you believe in that? Like, you know, you, you set your mind on something. Like, yep. people call it even manifestation. Yeah, or yeah. Whatever it is, and you draw those things to you. I really believe in stuff like that. Yeah. New Year, wrote myself a contract. What I want for the next few years. So, I signed it off to myself, and I'll let you know if it if it pays off. Yeah, right. <laughs> you do it every year. Well, it's a new thing that I do every on on New Year's. I write, you know write things that I would, would love and, oh, and then at the end date it and sign it yeah, and then sick. I've got it there so amazing hopefully it comes off yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know though yeah, for sure mate, do. I'd love to hear it <laughs> alright mate so I wanted to talk a little bit about yeah. if you're going to go into somewhere and do a pitch on, on your brand or something if you're going to collaborate with someone I don't know whether you've done collaborations with a brand as such but right. how would you prepare for things like that fortunately I've got an amazing team around me so I can now put ideas on paper via them you're going to do any collabs like you're going to be with um, collaborate with other brands or anything you know I mean you know people talk about the, the big ones like Supreme and Nike and all yeah, that and Off-White and all that well we're lucky because we've got like a a Supreme model-ish like we do mini drops yeah. so monthly now we're doing like this drop where it's limited runs it's going to be a certain colour theme it's going to be a certain place within within city so the next one's Marrakesh so we're nice. flying out to Marrakesh we're doing a some designs over there. How many are you doing? 
Not sure yet. We're trying to work it out. I want to keep it quite limited so so whoever buys it, they're not going to see everyone in it, mm. which is like, it's a nice thing to do. You know, like I've, if I've always always wanted stuff that not everyone could get and that whole sort of drop situation is is massive now. So 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 we're going to go for that now, yeah. Amazing. Should be good. What's the one after Marrakesh? We're working on, I think, Informantera or something like that because yeah. it's going to be quite navies and, and blues and, yeah. and stuff like that. Sweet. And what's your favourite piece that you've got preview-wise? <laughs> preview-wise, we've got this new Marrakesh collection, mate. Yeah. Honestly, I've put a lot of work into it and it's, it's, it's going to be amazing. So I'll let you come and pick in a minute. You can tell me what you because you're going right. to be one of the first to see it. Oh, amazing. Yeah, all right, amazing. And what about the jackets then? Like the shielding jackets and that? Shearing, nice yeah, the shielding jackets have been amazing. They've, uh, the quality of them is actually incredible. They're as good as any top brand you'll ever, ever see with an actual decent price point too. So, But yeah, they've been amazing. I've got the twin sets, are the, obviously the bread and butter of the company. It's what everyone loves. Yeah. We use a lot of different fabrics, a lot of textures, etc. So, so they so they work really well. Like everyone, because you don't really necessarily find tracksuits in the fabrics that we use, yeah. and the fit of them is is what people love too. Yeah. No, I think they're awesome. I think everyone should go to. Is it at Preview? The yeah, Instagram, yeah, check yeah. Out, at check Preview out London and uh, check it out. It'd be amazing. For, to get some feedback too let yeah. us know what you thought so yeah and people will hopefully they'll screenshot the episode when they're listening to it anyway yeah, yeah. they can tag us in it let them know 100%. which parts of the conversation they're enjoying yeah so something I wanted to bring up and talk to you about was yeah. obviously you got mass exposure nationally on yeah. TV when you were part of TOWIE yeah so something I'm interested I always think this when I watch these shows is like mm-hmm. how do people even get there in the first place yeah. and then what was the kind of strategy because I, I imagine with the brand and everything that was part of the reason for going on yeah. so I'd be interested to hear like what that was all about yeah I mean so I, I lived in Spain for a long time and then I come back from Spain and my, my family had a house in Essex and managed to move around there and I just got to know everyone around there and I think getting on that show is just word of mouth of people knowing people and I knew a few of the cast that was on a, sh- on a show. Once I decided I want to do a brand, I thought, what's the... At the time, it was actually a strategic thought process to to get on a show that's got such a big platform yeah. to show them, you know, a brand and what we have, like, as a... Like, to show them, like, the collection, etc. That is the best platform to show it on and I use it as a strategic uh, move, really. Never really was interested in doing like TV shows as such, but I just realised it was such a good platform to yeah. do it on, and I think a lot of people are using that now. Mm. Uh, I thought I'll come off of it, fortunately, which was which was a good thing because I could just concentrate on my brand. But yeah, definitely used it as a platform, and it's a good platform. Yeah, I think fashion. I think it's interesting, mate. Something that like my dad used has installed this in me from a young age is like if there's an opportunity that presents itself. Like you got to push the door open. Yeah. So that, like, if something like that comes up to get mass exposure, which is going to benefit the brand, yeah. Why wouldn't you do it? Yeah. I mean, I don't know, when 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 so like pre, with preview, like we're in the best of the best stores. So not there's anything against reality or anything. I, you know, I love my time. There is that sort of fine line between sort of high end, and then there's 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 that which is mass. So I don't know to come out of it and, and manage to sort of break away in the fashion game I don't think I'd have been able to do that for as long as I w- would be able to if I stayed on it yeah yeah that is, that's fascinating because it's personal brand as well isn't it yeah exactly yeah. 
All right, so something I wanted to talk to you about as well. You know, you've been through so much, man. It's amazing hearing your story. You know, the the, the thing that's happened in in Spain when you're away and being on TV in itself, playing high-level football, it's all like high-performance stuff. And then especially now with the clothing brand that you've got, I imagine you've got a super, super strong mindset. So Mm. I'm keen to hear, like, the kind of importance you place on mindset and how you approach things, like, around positivity and stuff like that. So when stuff comes up in the day, how are you kind of managing it? Yeah. I mean, one thing I think is is training. Uh, training early in the morning is one thing that just opens up your mind. I've started. I've done a bit of um, therapy as well, going to see someone, just talking about stuff. I think. Amazing. I think that's really important because you can open up and like sometimes you, it's weird. We don't we don't go to the people that we sort of love the most and just let our emotions out because we feel a little bit well I do sometimes I feel a bit embarrassed but to be able to go and speak to someone and open up a little bit it's been pretty amazing to be honest with you I've managed to so I'd recommend that to anyone that sort of struggles or has got a lot on their plate you know what I mean like we've got a lot going on here and some days it is difficult and then you know you've got a got a family that that's at home so juggling everything there is pressure like for anyone so definitely going to speak to people get training get the training going I mean I've not been that great here lately so I need to you, you reminded me to get back on it <laughs> well mate that's fascinating man I've, I've spoken about therapy a lot on here you know, I went my first time in 2017 uh, right. like CBT um, cognitive behavioural therapy well, what, what was it that you, oh, so I've just been seeing some a, a lady that I speak to that for, for just like managing everything mm-hmm. like trying, just managing Work with family, you know, like what we were talking about in the series, that coming home and, and it's prime time for selling on Instagram yeah. and just how do you deal with that and how do you, uh, how do you sort of manage everything and it's, and speaking to someone about it is is the key. Is it more? Is she more like a acting like a coach or something? Coach, yeah, yeah, coach, yeah. life coach, sort of. Yeah, that's funny. Nice, no, mate. It's my, my dad's basically he's a life coach now. Really? Yeah. So he started in. He he's he built a business in Soho, a media company. He was the kind of the idea behind trolley advertising. Gotcha. Um, in like big supermarkets before tech yeah. came in. So before the days of Instagram and all that. Uh, and then he went into yeah, like life coaching. So I was just Sick. kind of stuff drilled into. Might me have from, to see him yeah, yeah. as well. Have two. Might yeah. as well. <laughs> Amazing, mate. So how how does she recommend that you do juggle all those things? Because I, I think balance is something that we everyone struggles with, and that's what it is. It's so everything. Yeah. Everything is about balance you know a bit of a little bit of everything you know she's like you need to just find the times for your family that's because because that's what makes you happy Mm. so so when i speak to the lady she's like what what's what do you what is your happiness and i'm like my family's my happiness and then obviously my business is is my purpose so that's the winning formula so I think that's amazing that you see the coach yep. to talk about the exercise. I talk about this a lot. It's like so important for me to do that as well. Yeah. Especially if it's like stressful times or you've got anxieties. Like that's just the easiest way to get out of your mind and in your body. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you do? Is it like gym stuff? Like. So yeah, gym stuff. I mean, I love boxing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think that releases so much like negativity and stuff like that. And I just think. For me personally, that's one way that I love. I, I love to just release my. I come out there feeling fresh and amazing. But yeah, I think if you're with training, I think not only is it good for your health, but it's good for your mental health too. For some reason, every time I leave the gym or training, my mind just feels so clear. Mm. 
and that can only be a good thing right yeah. we need to be clear in our minds for us to be able to to crack on with 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 the obstacles that are going to come along the way and everyone's going to have obstacles but I think it's how you deal with it isn't it and a lot of people I've struggled in the past to deal with stuff like that but now I'm learning every day yeah mate so good. you got me thinking there maybe we should do like a a little collab with Isaac yeah. Chamberlain do yeah like yeah a little boxing get it. let's do it yeah. let's get it on maybe we should do like the like the, a knife crime slash boxing event or something that'd be amazing yeah, yeah. I'd definitely be up for something like that. I love stuff like that definitely yeah. alright raise some awareness have a chat yeah because yeah. we, we get it going boxing and and he stab stuff could be good yeah, yeah. I've, I've, he was tweeting actually today about it talking about whether whether boxing should be brought into schools yeah to keep kids away from getting into gang violence and yeah. into that sort of stuff away from school and if keeping them in school and training them and getting the discipline through the sport would be great 100% would would recommend boxing in school you know, I know a lot of people a lot of boxers actually I've got friends with a lot of boxers who I don't think if it, if it wasn't for boxing they would be in probably in a worse place than that they are now they're like obviously in a good place because of boxing but Without it, I think they could have been in a, in a very bad situation. And so I definitely recommend boxing for schools. I think it's a great idea. All right, awesome, man. I have to look at that then. Yeah, get, <laughs> get him on it. Get him on it. <laughs> All right, so, mate, I, you know, I love chatting with you. I've loved hearing about your story. And I think you're hugely inspiring the stuff that you've done and what you've achieved already to date. But I'd like to hear a little bit about some of the goals and aspirations you've got for preview and then for yourself as well. Yeah. Like, I love that you do the little exercise where you sign a contract for yourself at the beginning. Yeah, of the year. yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Yeah. So what can you share with us about your kind of goals and the things that you hope to achieve in the, in the next few years? For me, it's about taking the brand globally. Like, I want everyone to know about the brand one day, like these major brands. Mostly, actually, is to, like, feel like inspiring younger kids. You know, we're not cracked it yet, but I remember... At school struggles and stuff like I didn't know how and if if I can do it my point is everyone can I don't know I just feel really strongly about people that inspire me or, or people that have done well and then inspire other people like my family my mum and dad were my inspiration like and my nan like they were so close to me my nan used to drive me to take TK Maxx to buy <laughs> To, to buy designer brands to go and sell on to people that is my inspiration because you know they've done whatever they can to, to help me. And now for me, like people actually look up to me with the brand. Like, I get a lot of inboxes, I get a lot of love from dads, from young young people inspiring to be brand. Messages from dads saying, thanks to you, I, you know, I went through a stage when I had my kid, I didn't care about what I wear and you've given me the inspiration to go and look good again. I was like, things like that really like inspire me. Like, when I read them and I read the inboxes that I get like I try to reply to most of them that I can and yeah I think that's that's what inspires me do you know what I mean yeah. to move on and make this brand a, a global brand and then share my story with everyone else too yeah. to hopefully that they can have a go at it as well amazing so what would you say then to let's say someone is listening now yep. and they've always dreamed of building a brand being yep. in fashion what advice would you give them my advice would be use the platforms that are that are around right now. Like, so visible, the most visible it's ever been. And to go and buy your first three metres, like I said in that series, like I really, really believe that you start when when you when you buy a bit of fabric and you make that one bit of fabric into the garment that you love. From there, you can sell it. 
and then that's the next move and then how many of them you sell is dependent on how hard you work or how hard you try and get it out there but for me it's about buying that first three metres go and do that and I, I, I think you'll have a pleasant surprise because there you start I mean a lot of people say like oh but it's about money but everyone seems to talk about things and not actually action it do you know what I mean like I spoke to someone the other day randomly when I was out I was like well I need this and I was like and I need that I need money I was like where do you go and source fabric? I was like, have you write, have you written Google <laughs> fabric shops in London? They're like, no. I was like, well, what are you doing then? Like, you're not, you're not putting it in. You know, you've got to do your own research as well. It's not just going to come and slap you in the face and and do it for you. So yeah, I think the get up and go, research yourself, walk around East London if you got to, knocking on doors and mm. doors will open. Yeah. That's so good, man, because you know what you've done there? You've brought it back down to the basics and the simple things because people will look, you know, including myself, I'll look mm. and see what you're doing with Preview now and yeah. it's like smashing it in all the big stores, like like all, all the footballers wearing it, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, but yeah. the reality is it started with you going and getting your three metres of, of material in the shop and building yeah, it. Yeah, for me, it don't start with even the name, stuff like that and, and, and the look of people thinking about the look of the website and the look of this. With Instagram is where we started, and then when it built, when you build it up, and you can now, you can build a, a brand through Instagram. As we've all seen, there's you know massive brands now that have turning over millions of pounds, and they started via Instagram. So mm. people, I think, dwell on names and go go make a garment. From a garment, you can sell, and you can sell multiple garments from that one piece. So for me, that's that's where you start a brand. Mm. And then that's actually a really good thing around like people talk about trying as many things as you can to find out what you like and what mm. what's your passion. If you make it and you don't like the process, then it's not for you anyway. Exactly. That is yeah. That is what I'd always say to everyone I speak to out and on Instagram. It's like just go get that first three minutes. Once you've got something that you can make into, it doesn't have to be a whole collection necessarily. It can if you you know if you haven't got money or funds to create it just start with one see how you get on with it loan it to people borrow it and get them to post about it get build the hype around your brand mm. and 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 now is the time if you want to do that i think we're in an era where it's just social me- media driven sometimes for good things sometimes for bad but but for businesses and young people it's never been so good to set up a company yeah we were laughing at even the podcast, you know, we were laughing about my ghetto setup. I've just like, and I love it, mate, because that's, that's the rawness that it takes to do that. And look how well you've done. Do you know what I mean? You've cracked on. It's not about, you know, the look of it sometimes, or with fashion, obviously, yeah. It's about the look. <laughs> but I'm saying, it's look, this is doing a job and it looks yeah. great. I like that. I like that. And look, I spoke about it as soon as I come in. I love yeah. this setup. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So, who are some of your inspirations in the fashion game then? People that inspire me, obviously Virgil at the moment's done such an amazing job with Off-White and Louis Vuitton. Yeah. He's also from, I think it's an architectural background. So it weren't necessarily design, but he's managed to find a niche in what people love. I see I see him DJing. I see him on Instagram. I think it is uh, a, a new artist. Well, he's smashing it at the moment. It's the Slow Tire. I don't know if you've heard of him. Like, UK artist. Really? He's gone to Glasgow, I think he's in Glasgow, Virgil went to Glasgow and DJ for him. So I think what Virgil does is inspiring like young kids to, to believe that they can do, they don't have to necessarily just be a one-trick pony, they can do everything. He DJs, he does off-white, he does Louis Vuitton, he does 
he does a million different things. Mm-hmm. I think he's done a collab with Ikea and just really? mad stuff. Like, and I think he's, an, he's, he's a designer that I can relate to. Mm. So that's why I like him. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. All right. We do the same three questions at the end of every episode. Okay. So the reason we do these is so people can take immediate, actionable advice away, put it into their daily habits and their daily routines and drive mm-hmm. their performance forward. Yeah. Hopefully. Okay. So the first one of these things is, is there anything you've come across or discovered recently that you're particularly excited about? I've got to be honest, I'm not been as excited as this about our drop that we've got coming next month. Honestly, it's like I've been working on it closely with my mum and and it's excited me massively. So yeah, I'd watch out for that one if I if I was and that ain't a plug, that is gen <laughs> that is a general I'm really gonna I think I'm really excited about this next collection, so please Look out for this new Marrakesh drop. It's going to be very limited and it's going to be really nice. Amazing. All right, I'm excited, mate. I'm excited yeah, no, to see it. <laughs> so what is it? What have you got? What's in the collection? I'm going to show you in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't want to let, I don't let no one, else, I don't wanna let no one right. else know because I think they, they're going to love it when they see it. So. And do you know what, mate? I love that answer because that fits with your whole like, exclusivity yeah, with the brand yeah. that you've got anyway. So perfect. Yeah. All right, mate. The second of these three is if you had one piece of advice or like a habit or a routine that you would suggest people incorporate into their day that's going to help them perform better, what would that one habit or routine be? One thing that I would recommend is I've been using an app called Headspace. Uh, it only takes like five minutes in the morning or, or an evening whenever you've got like a spare time in a quiet room and you just let your thoughts out of a bit of breathing. For me, it's been working like amazingly. So yeah, I'd definitely recommend that. Awesome. Download the app. It's a good... It's a good it's a good thing to be doing, I believe in. Yeah. Awesome. What got you into that then? Someone said to me, like, I just, they was like, oh, you should download this app. And I'd done it. And like, for five minutes, it is like I had been in some like retreat, honestly. Mm. Like, and then I come out of it, it's like, oh, like, you really get in the zone with it. Yeah. And you like, you, you give you, yourself some time, which is important. I think yeah. Giving yourself time rather than with these social media and these phones, like, you're just so accessible all the time. Like, yeah. and, you know, this is a big this iPhone is like such a big thing at the moment you can't you can't get away from them especially if you've got a business running through them so you've got to find time to sort of give yourself that five minutes I guess mate it's interesting you say that you know I've been thinking about that for a while like because it is we are so accessible now yeah people just expect you to answer the calls expect you to email back straight away like all the time I know whereas in the past like your typical nine to five you'd leave work and there weren't phones and stuff then yeah. you're off you're offline yeah but now they just if you don't reply straight away it's like what's, what's I think on? it's a bigger thing than what anyone we don't really talk about it that much do we I think it is a I think soon they'll be doing like meetings to like for people to to actually have time away from these phones I think they're so accessible and so like like what you said like you leave work and if I think my phone gets busy as soon as I leave work because people get in from work and then want to talk about business and so it's it's not a bad thing but it is a bad thing at times as well because you don't get that time for yourself and I think that's important yeah I think I think a lot of people can relate to that too oh the, the feedback we got on that series about coming home and being on my phone I mean, it was huge. People yeah. could relate to it massively because yeah. I think they do it themselves. Like at home, they want to spend time, but that phone is pinging or you've got like works commitments and you want to catch up on work. So, yeah, getting away from it is quite yeah. hard, but that headspace was a good 
good app for me. Yeah, oh, mate, it's a great show. I love that. Yeah, I've used Headspace for a while as well. So, yeah, people should definitely get involved in that. I like the one when they do, uh, I'm sure it was one of the five-minute ones, but it's like the, the traffic watching thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. your thoughts are like the cars going exactly. past. Yeah, just yeah. watch it, but don't react. I just felt like my head was so clear after I'd done it. It yeah. was really, really good. Amazing. All right, mate, nice. So the, the last one of these three is, imagine that there's two versions of Jake, mm-hmm. right? Take yourself back to the moment where you're 21 years old, you've yeah. just quit football because you feel like it's not going to go in the direction you want it to go. Yeah. What's the key difference between the version of Jake who sat across from me now, who's smashed it, built the brand, doing all the amazing things with the collections, getting in all the biggest stores around the world, and the version of Jake who wouldn't have achieved all those things? The difference between the two Jakes is when I first set out, I just was worrying more about me and about what I wanted to do. Now, the more, like, not selfish, but selfish, if you want to put it that way, but now it's like, as the brand gets bigger and that, and I see so many people reach out, I want to help people. Like, I want to help people believe that they can do it. Like, if I can stress how terrible I was in school, I couldn't spell, I can just about read still. If that can inspire any kids, like that's what I want to do in the future is inspire them to, to, to do to believe in themselves and believe that they can because I have so far. That's what I, that's what I hope. Oh mate, it was amazing, man. That's proper, that proper speaks to me as well because yeah. I was the same when I was younger, like a yeah. very selfish approach to life. And then you realise at some stage that that's not any way to live, is it? No, no, it's not. Especially when being able to show people the like that's what we do with this series that we're doing. We 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 show them a bit of inside rather than brands holding it all in secretive. Mm. We want to just open it up. Like we said, we're not from, well, I'm not, I'm not from any fashion background or anything like that. So, but we've gone out and done it ourselves. And I think people can relate to that sometimes more than people that have sort of, I don't know, I, I, for me, because I, because, I, because I hadn't done any college, I, that wasn't ever in my mind to go college or university or anything because I just don't feel like I would have been good in it. Uh, I feel like, this gives them the inspiration to be able to believe anyone that don't do that can do it as well. Hmm. So, yeah, I think the, the future me will be trying to do talks and stuff like that to show people that they can. Yeah, amazing, man. I suppose it's that encouragement that you didn't get in school that yeah, you want to give to people. exactly. It's amazing, yeah, man. definitely. I love it. All right, brother. Thanks so much, Thank man. Thank you very much. I thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you. I yeah. really, really appreciate you, you coming on. I'm sure you're going to inspire loads and loads of people with this message. So I hope so. You. I hope so. That'd, that'd be nice. That'd, that'd make me feel good about myself. Yeah, yeah. That's what's interesting about it, though, as well, because it it's selfless, but it's also selfish. Yeah, like, I'm exactly. Yeah. Like, that feeling that you get helping other people is actually a better feeling than going to buy something else mm. or buy something for yourself. Do you know what I mean? The yeah. feeling you get when if you can change someone's life is, is a lot better than anything else. And yeah. I'm not saying I'm going to change anyone's life, but if I can help them get up and go, I've done my job. Amazing, mate. Yeah. All right, man. Where do you want to direct people? Where, where can I find out more about you? I know we've said the Preview uh, so, London. Yeah, Preview London. Uh, my account has got all the... So Jake Hall account has got most of the series on it, or all of the series on it. So I'd go and have a watch of them. We, are, we had a little bit of a break from the series just because of so much business was going on with stores, etc. You've done three series, haven't you, so far? Is yeah. It? Yeah. So we've done ten... The, the latest one's like ten episodes. Yeah. Like and they're awesome, and they? They're like short little clips. Short they're really, clip. really good. They're done really well. Good messaging, all of them. And yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed watching them. I thought they were brilliant. Yeah, thank you, mate. Yeah, so... so But we are going... We're gonna we're gonna show the process. The next series will be us showing the process of this Marrakesh drop that we've got coming nice. through. 
So the process of picking fabrics, going to factories, and then going over to Marrakesh, and then shooting it with video content. So you can all watch all the behind-the-scenes stuff as well. Amazing. Which is good, yeah. Hopefully, right. hopefully people can, can get sort of what goes on behind, behind the brand as well. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the key. Shine the light on what really happens, mate. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right, man. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much. Man. Appreciate, Appreciate it. That. Yeah. All right. Cheers, cheers Jake. Cheers, there it is, guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Jake. He's such a good guy, such a positive guy and full of energy, as I'm sure you could hear. It's amazing to see him doing so well. And if you enjoyed the episode, which I hope you did, it would be amazing if you could screenshot the episode on your phone, add it into your Instagram story, tag myself and Jake, let us know which parts you liked, which parts you enjoyed hearing about. And we'll look forward to connecting with you there. Love chatting with you guys online there and hearing what bits you like, which bits you got some positive takeaways from and the things that inspired you. So that can direct and guide the conversations I'm having in the future. So I love speaking with you guys there. So if you enjoy, please add to your story. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all of the above, and listen to future episodes there too. Also follow Jake at Jake Hall on all socials and follow at Preview for everything they're dropping, including that Marrakesh drop, which I can vouch for looks absolutely unreal. Looking forward to seeing that drop myself. It looks amazing. So we'll have a couple of weeks between the next episodes now, but there are amazing guests coming up. I can promise you that much. Also, a little exclusive, I'm finalising all plans for a trip to the US where I'm looking to record several episodes this time with some serious, serious people over there. And that'll be towards the end of April. So episodes will probably be dropping in April, May, June time. Yeah, May, June, I think. So looking to finalise all those plans. It's all very, very exciting. And I can't wait to share all of those. But until then, stay positive, stay motivated and take flight.